0: yo peeps this is episode 29 FlixWatcher podcast with kobe and me helen
1: Woo!
2: <laughs> and this episode of FlixWatcher, watcher we are joined by the guys from picked house podcast that's sam and simon and they've chosen the edge for us to watch <laughs> the edge the edge and um, there's a bear in it
0: and it's not about the edge it's not about
2: the edge what, you mean like the U2 guy?
0: Yeah, it's not. Sorry, U2 fans.
2: Sorry, yeah. Still watching though. Still listen. For the bear. <laughs> For the bear.
0: find us on Twitter. Tweet to us. Agree with us. Disagree. We're at FlixWatcherPod. The website FlixWatcher.tv has full listings of each episode. And subscribe and review us on iTunes. As always... Films reviewed in this podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording. There may be bad language and there may be spoilers. You have been warned. This episode of Flix Watch Pod is brought to you by GL Productions. GL Production provide hassle-free, professional quality podcast production at an affordable price. So if you're looking to get into podcasting but fancy a little bit of professionalism to help you out, then uh, we highly recommend GL Productions. If you fancy 10% off your bespoke podcast production package, tell them Kobe and Helen sent you for your first order. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Flix Watcher Pod. Today we are joined by Sam and Simon. If you like to say hello, guys? Tell us a bit about your podcast.
3: Hello, I'm Sam Clements, and uh, I co-host the Picturehouse podcast with the beautiful Simon Renshaw, who's who's (laughs) near us today. Um, And and yeah, we talk about, we just waffle on about the new releases uh, that are in actual cinemas, mostly Picturehouse cinemas, but sometimes other cinemas, and occasionally we might interview a a director or an actor or something, but we're very much new releases in the theatrical experience, so it's a a novelty to be able to stay at home and watch Netflix.
4: (laughs) Yes, a bit of VOD and a bit of home entertainment is excellent. Thank you for your generous introduction. How very kind. This is Simon, by the way.
2: <laughs> Hi. So we're here talking about The Edge, which is your choice, Sam. Yes. What happens <laughs> in it and why did, you, why did you pick it?
3: Everybody said why at the same time. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I oh. feel feel nervous. Vindicated. Uh, well, I think the joy of Netflix is discovering films. <laughs> sure. And maybe... For, for watching things that you wouldn't maybe have heard of or you didn't really want to spend any actual money on. Sure. And I think The Edge is a very <laughs> solid film to recommend someone if they've basically already paid for it. Like you have it in your home. You just don't know you have it in your home. So you should do yourself a favor and spend 2 hours by watching Lee Tamahori's The Edge. Lee Tamahori. <laughs> yeah. Lee Tamahori hasn't had the best career. No. He started well. It kind of died after he did a Bond film. He did a very bad Bond it's film. It's of the Day, isn't Dine it? Dianna of the Day starring... Yeah. Well, co-starring... Madonna. Was that the Invisible Car
2: one? Yes. He, not, he jumped the I've still never shark. seen
3: that. Course. bad. <laughs> he basically finished the franchise for about seven years until they rebooted it with, uh, with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's responsible for that. And the industry has not thanked him. He hasn't particularly worked on anything that's been successful since. He no. is still making films. They are not getting released. He was at the Berlin Film Festival last year his film never came out in the uk really it's too sad what was it i couldn't tell you Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's quite
2: interesting though because nowadays because he was it once were warriors was his was his film and nowadays that would have been a film where that would have been a film that would have kind of led now nowadays into yeah you did a great independent film now here's a gajillion pounds to do the next marvel marvel Mm -hmm. film it was quite interesting that they got the he got given the reins to do a bond film and kind of drop the ball on it in a way yeah i'm not sure that would would that be allowed nowadays I, yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, let's think.
4: Would he be like the Colin Trevorrow of his day, perhaps?
3: Maybe after Once We well, Were Warriors, but, well, but uh, not yeah. his. I don't know. I but think. But he... the edge.
4: Colin Trevorrow was the Jurassic World, and previously was what's it called? The tiny, tiny film that Colin Trevorrow made.
2: I always forget. With April Ludgate from. Yeah.
3: Oh, that was good. The time machine. Yeah. Setting. I don't know. I feel like Lee Tamahori. A lot of like now people celebrate indie directors and i think in the 90s you were it there wasn't as much love for the director it's a tougher
4: crack at the whip i think i agree yeah
3: Yeah, because you were in the 90s you were working with very like macho film experienced film directors who were doing all of those like 90s action films like mcgee and michael bay and stuff and and i I feel like if that's not your natural your default setting safety not guaranteed safety not guaranteed yes Yes."
4: Thank you. So I had to... Uh, yeah, that would have killed me. This would have destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's The Edge about? <laughs>
3: oh, <yeah. laughs> well, I mean, so so it's directed by Lee Tamahori, but it's also directed by David Mamet. Isn't is that it, weird? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, right. yeah mad. Yeah, yeah. What a what, weird coming together of... What, how, what is this
2: dual directorship.
3: Oh no sorry so he wrote it. Uh, oh, okay, David Mamet sorry. was, was writer. It's such a weird film for like David Mamet to write and then also to even be made. Like mm. <laughs> it's just such yeah, a strange thing. I agree. It's uh I mean the plot is reasonably paper thin.
0: <laughs> Should point out it's not a documentary about the Edge from U2. No. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, is this is true. He doesn't even important.
3: pop up. There's no cameo or There's no music from there. It's, it's a missed kind of, opportunity yeah, across uh, the board. Yeah. I wonder how many people have downloaded it or watched it or went, bought a ticket for it when it was in the cinema expecting to, to see you know, Bono and the rest of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Edge with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite synopsis of this film, it, on IMDb, the top synopses is one that I am adamant that Anthony Hopkins, who plays the lead role in this film, has written. <laughs> because the synopsis reads, an intellectual billionaire who anthony hopkins plays in the film and two lesser men <laughs> struggle to band together and survive after getting stranded in the alaskan wilderness with a bloodthirsty kodiak bear hunting them down i mean that is basically the plot but it doesn't there's no need to you know lesser judge men him. yeah
4: it doesn't sound like anthony hopkins has written that su- synopsis it sounds like the character he
2: plays charles morse has written that yeah. synopsis <laughs> Insane. Me and two scum buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, pilot, so the pilot weird. didn't make it. The pilot oh, died straight away on impact. Ridiculous. Spoiler. It's odd for IMDb to be <laughs> yeah. so
3: judgmental. I mean, I know people write these, but like who? What? (laughs) It's madness. Why? So, Anthony Hopkins is the lead in this film, playing the intellectual billionaire Charles. And we know he's called Charles because Alec Baldwin doesn't say anything other than Charles throughout the whole film. That's a
4: very good point. I actually, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Alec Baldwin saying the word Charles in this film is a bit of a thing. You can watch a supercut, obviously, on YouTube of every time that Alec Baldwin says the word Charles in this film. And it was, I've seen this film. Honestly, a hundred times. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> I rewatched it this morning ahead of today. And I decided for the first time in my life to count all of the Charleses in this film. And not just the Baldwin Charleses, but every single Charles in this film. Anyone want to guess how many times the word Charles turns up in this film? I'm going to go for 83. 83. Helen?
0: 56.
3: I'm going over 100. It's I a, think it said
4: it's a lot. It's 146 times. A what? It's Unbelievable! I won a minute almost. Yeah, pretty much. And then some. Like it, 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 they do not stop saying his name throughout the film. Everyone says his name. Does the bear say it? Times. And unfortunately, I think the bear is the only character in the film that doesn't, which is a shame. But maybe, maybe if you put sub, maybe if you put subtitles on, yeah, he actually like, is saying Charles. Like
2: because we know we can translate Kodiak bear because that's what happened in Anchorman. <laughs> so they can put the subtitles in the. Yeah, yeah. It'll just
4: say Charles over yeah. and over again that's like 40 of the Charles's are just from the bear <laughs> sorry i interrupted you that's no, great so, go so, on
3: carry uh, on sorry well uh, charles is the the intellectual billionaire and uh he's there with his wife played by Elle yep. mcpherson she's a model because Elle mcpherson is actually a model and that was the how how genius the casting was <laughs> and and alec baldwin who is like a friend slash love rival slash uh,
4: creepy photographer slash creepy
3: creepy man yeah. and their pal steven played by harold Perrineau, what? and they both oh. go to this like lovely cabin on the lake but the guy who owns the cabin says something about make sure you close the door because the bears <laughs> might sneak in <laughs> <laughs> and one night, I think someone the film begins with someone leaving out some ham yeah. and a bear sneaking in. That's right. But then it's revealed, oh, it's, not a, it's not a bear. It's, it's not a, a bear, it's an Alec Baldwin It's a bear. But great foreboding. I, for I never want a bear
0: adult. for my birthday. <laughs> <It's> horrible. <laughs> fake or otherwise. So he's a man of that. I mean, like that seems irresponsible. Yeah, he's heart, heart yeah, a way. man of
4: some years. Like, you're going to kill the fucking guy. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Pretty convincing bear costume it was. as well.
4: It is. I mean... Yeah.
0: It would have been quite early to bring the bear on though. Yes, it I is. Realized. I mean, I also
4: having this is not my first rodeo with this film. And so, like, knowing full well that it's gonna be Alec Baldwin dressed up as a bear at the at the reveal, it is a real con to have when you see the shot of the bear's face, to have an actual bear roar and not like an Alec Baldwin doing a bear yeah. roar. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like an actual It's nonsense. It's definitely not
3: Alec Baldwin under a bare blanket, is it? No, no. it's a runner.
4: (laughs) A poor, sweaty
3: runner. And they're there to do a photo shoot slash yeah. celebrate his birthday. Yes. And El McPherson has to do this photo shoot dressed as a na- uh, Native American for some reason. And they have Ugh. a couple of scenes of doing this very cringy photo shoot where you do get to have shots of El McPherson dressed like this in the trailer to create intrigue. <laughs> but they very quickly hop in a very unsafe looking plane to go and contact someone. Yeah,
4: they want to go and find the guy. There's a photograph of Native a Native American. It's by, a paper thin plot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 reasons for actually going elsewhere are nonsense. So they, yeah, they just get in the they get in the plane to go and find another guy, and, and what happens happens.
3: And then the film starts, yes. when yes. they crash land in the woods. Bird it's, strike. Uh, yes. Yeah. Alec, Harold, and Anthony <laughs> up against a bear. <laughs>
4: yeah, and then it's just bear. It's just bear forever after that. Just, just bear, bear for, fun. Survival bear forever.
3: Yeah, it's good. It's it's kind of fun using the the. I mean the bear isn't in as much of the film as i would like i mean because it, it boils down to it being the, the pair of them having you know like a heart to heart and this sort of like they, they're using their intellects against each other Alex yes. Baldwin and, and anthony hopkins yeah um, how
4: how spoilery oh spoilery I, are we, like, spoil yeah, me. spoil. yeah. I mean the bear dies 35 minutes before the film ends yeah <laughs> I, I know. that's unbelievable yeah i mean there's still quite a lot of plot to get through which is good but i i remember thinking like god we've still got ages yeah
2: but Did the, you do but- that thing where you kinda of pause at Netflix and kinda of go,
4: hang on. The antagonist has just died, or has he? Yes, right. it, pulls, it pulls the
3: bare rug over your eyes. Lovely, <laughs> lovely, and, and keeps going on. That's a lovely bit of business, Sam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lovely bit of business. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyed that very much. I first heard of this film only very recently. I've watched it three times in the last year, basically, because yes. I kind of became a bit obsessed with it when I realised it existed. <laughs> mm. um, we all went to watch *The Revenant* at actually at House Central. Yes, because it was. I remember we talked about the sound. It was in Dolby Atmos, mm. which is weird for a film like *The Revenant* to have that very techy soundtrack on the way out of the screen i was like yeah it was all right that was all right and and then a colleague of ours recommended the edge and he was like it's got nothing on the edge i was like oh okay i mean everybody's saying this is going to win best picture or or whatever (laughs) but the edge is better okay it's the edge not win best picture it's a missed opportunity it tells me no (laughs) it was robbed it was robbed (laughs) but then thankfully it was on netflix when i was trying to look up what the edge was and i saw this great cast baldwin hopkins McPherson Perineau. Uh, Perineau. Bart the Bear oh, <laughs> Bart. Bart. and and I had so much more fun watching The Edge and I did The Revenant oh absolutely I, felt... I genuinely think it's a better film
4: I also fuck The Revenant but like I do think it's a
1: significantly <laughs> well, it's, it's, better I mean
3: it's <laughs> got rewatch value and it. it's very entertaining and it's all these weird ingredients have come together to make such a weird film from the 90s like this is a very typical 90s action film which almost everybody has forgotten about <laughs> yes but then I went on a bit of a quest to try and screen it in a cinema so, so I spent Spent most of the first of last year first half of last year trying to show this film to an audience yeah. and get them to pay money to it i think we sold about 20 tickets in the end oh
4: no that's ungenerous it was
3: more than that maybe about 25. Tickets. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. But I just felt like it, that people would want to watch this and I think maybe Netflix is a better platform than trying to get people to come out and pay £10 or whatever I to think go so. see it. Sure. <laughs> yes. I, think, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That um, makes perfect sense. But whilst I was on this quest to try and see the f- screen the film, I did get in touch with Lee Tamahori and you know what? He wrote back. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh God,
4: i forgot forgotten about Have you got the thing? Yeah. So
1: yes.
3: I thought it would be fun if Lee Tamahori yes. did like send us something because he can't get like, that many requests to screen the edge <laughs> in 20 years after its initial release and you know what he doesn't so when i wrote to him he started he wrote back the very first line of his email was, i can't believe in the age of the revenant people still remember the edge oh. with affection oh <laughs> and yeah he was just he was he was that a very long email which would be boring to to read out but he uh he he said he really loved that we were showing the I've film just, you've just taken
2: like five minutes to scroll to the bottom of that email. Yeah, it was crazy. a long email. It goes yeah. on and on, on and on and on and on.
3: He does talk about the excellent Jerry Goldsmith score, which we should also. We, should, talk we will about. definitely get to um, absolutely. But uh, he signed off the email by saying, uh, "I wish I was with there with you. If I was, I would steal the poster." Aww. And then I felt sad because even Lee Tamahori doesn't have a poster for this film. Yeah, <laughs> on which Bailey? Which version of the poster does you
2: want? Because they, there's many, and they were all horrific. Yeah,
3: it's i mean the faces. poster i guess to describe faces. is, is it's it's mostly faces. anthony hopkins doing i guess his bear impression oh, and then yeah. alec baldwin trying
4: to better him oh yeah that's <laughs> true that's the so that's that's what we had on the vhs in 1997 sorry, in mind. We're on a podcast here so, so oh going, yeah. sorry christ yeah faces <laughs> i mean it's just all of the their two faces
0: baldwin two floating heads the wrong way round as well
2: yeah perfect yeah. Yeah. everyone loves a bit of names the wrong way around mm-hmm. Some with a bear in it, some without the bear in it. Yeah, you've
3: got to put the bear in, guys. It's the best bit. I think that's the main selling point, isn't it? Especially yeah. for this post-revenant audience who are into bear <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. It's got a bear in it. I am, I've
4: i been watching this film most for most of my life.
2: How did you come across it the first time, then?
4: At Rainbow Video in ah. Ulster in the West Midlands Nice. in 1998. I also had
2: a Rainbow Video in Cheadle Hume. How about that? Yeah maybe great. a popular name back in the day great little
4: franchise they um yeah i uh me and chris fulton rented it in 1998 and honestly i think we rented it 12 times that year we were completely obsessed with it and i've watched it a ton since it's one of honest genuinely one of my most rewatched films it's such a stupid nonsense <laughs> but i have such great affection for it i mean this is like not acting with a capital a it's like acting with a capital acting like mm. it, it's all over the shop but i do have a great deal of affection for it for for so many different reasons i think it's a bit of a gem but a shit gem but a gem
3: it's the sort of film that only happens by accident no one planned for this film to be this film they were all making different films everybody involved even Bart the bear thought he was in a different film and it's only because they all come with this own sense of importance or whatever or understanding of the script and they haven't spoken to any of their colleagues about what they're making. No. You get this glorious mess. It and is I a think mess. it's worth celebrating. What that. do you think
2: Lee Tamori's direction was? Was it just kind of he'd <laughs> have a conversation with uh, Hopkins and he'd say, Yeah, just do what you want, Hoppo. I think all it, boulders, it, you do what you want. Bear, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Whatever we just said, yeah, do that.
4: I think they're giving a hundred and ten percent and he's pushing them for a hundred and twenty. Like I think that's how overblown. This absurd nonsense of a
2: film is Helen. You've you've heard affection for the film, but for a bad film, what are your thoughts? It
0: is terrible. Yeah, it, it is, is bad. This was my first <laughs> <laughs> first encounter. Yeah, it is. It is everything you said, and much more. I think, and much less. Yeah, I mean, it's what what is going. I mean, it's. Performances from Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins are just bonkers because they're clearly, what are they doing? I think they must be thinking, (laughs) what am I doing here? Why am I here? Oh, I'm here now. There's nothing I could do about it. It's, is mad. And I was really sad when the (laughs) bear died. (laughs) I really wanted him to kind of have more victims. And then even sadder that like the next shot they're wearing him they are
2: wearing him it's interesting so that, that kind of annoyed me because it's like what so you skinned it dried Tanned it out it. Yeah. Did yeah. everything you need yeah. to do literally in wasting time you're, you're going nice, to die got yeah. a nice little eaten.
0: pendant as well yeah. and yeah. yeah no
2: that
4: that stuff doesn't make any sense at all also uh, this is i think as i said i've seen it a thousand times but this is the only time re-watching it that i've genuinely felt a bit sad when they killed the bear i think like when you're 12 years old and you're just a horrible little prick, you're like, "Yeah, kill the fucking bear, yeah. <laughs> get one bear." And then I just don't feel like that about animals or conflict angry. anymore. Exactly, like he's fine. He's just being a bear, and you're the. We humans are awful.
2: Yeah. Have you ever heard of Grizzly Man? Have yeah. Ever- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's true. I, I mean, I the bear did film eat their mates so much. Uh, um, maybe he did, they were getting he did eat their for mate. Harold. Yeah. I mean. That was kind of I a think he he scene, had it
0: actually. coming though he was the one who was clearly gonna be bare food first,
4: yes, absolutely, and but I, the lesser
0: of the lesser man <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes, the, exactly. least, the least of the lesser man, but I think that's that's there's something in that in that it's not what what I like about the film is it's like ludicrous b plot is is like. At least it's got that. It's not just like two idiots trying to kill a bear and then they go home. At least we have like but he's not the real antagonist, the real antagonist is to Baldwin because he's a prick. And like how however dumb that subplot is, at least it's like there's something. <laughs> because it is hundred and what seventeen minutes long. Yeah.
2: Too long. Too long for this kind
3: of film. It's interesting what you uh, said about the sort of Alec Baldwin thinking like, why am I here? Why am I here? Because he actually did think, why am I here? Why am I here? And he hated making the film. And did he? He had arguments with Lee Tamahori oh, and they did not nice get on nice. at all. That's interesting. Uh, Lee Tamahori was very diplomatic in his email he sent before our screening and didn't really talk about it. But there's lots of, Alec Baldwin I think does talk about it <laughs> uh, on his, Alec Baldwin has a uh, podcast and I think he's mentioned it on, on there and uh, how he hated making this film and dis- disagreed with the direction. How interesting. Um, I guess like, at this time in 97 Seven Alec Bolden was at the height of his powers and he could probably have all of the ego he wanted. Right. Whereas Hopkins would be over it and he's just have, up for a jolly in the woods with a bear. <laughs> when, when,
2: when, what's Hopkins? What's he been up to, Hopper? Because he just every film he turns up in now, he just seems like he's not asked, but he's happy there, happy to be not asked in the film. I and think we haven't had a good Anthony Hopkins performance in twenty years. He's no. a bit,
0: he's a bit hammy, which makes dreadful. me he's kind of wonder. Dreadful. Was he that great in, in the first place? Mush, <laughs> the other films i mean obviously silence of the lambs is
4: yeah although it's still a it's very hammy performance though. i think it's for me it's just Howard's end and remains of the day that's the the only ones that i really give a shit about i think apart from that he's just pretty dreadful
3: he so pop up in the elephant man he's oh god really fuck i'm so that. wrong
4: he's so good in the elephant man that is a a, a performance of but that's
0: such a subtlety
1: long and time beauty. before anyone yeah. gave him any os- yeah, oscars and
3: yeah I think 5 years then, before then. He he has this like elder statesman yeah, so- kind of role in Hollywood now where you can yeah. get an and Anthony Hopkins on your credits and yeah. sometimes he uses that very well like in the film Bobby Yes. which is an ensemble film. Yes, He has a very small but very important part in that film. And yeah, I think, did he point. direct The World's Fastest Indian? He did, and it was boring. Uh, that, was, that wasn't good, but that was like a worthy thing. That was him like, oh, Anthony's going for another Oscar, but he mainly makes a living from doing straight-to-DVD yeah. horror and sci-fi and all sorts of rubbish. He's actually in the new Transformers film, yeah. as the and Anthony Hopkins credit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: is. You're never quite sure what accent he's trying to do no. either. You're like, are you, are you trying to do an accent? You, yeah. bef- you forgot that you're trying to do an accent? Are yes. you Gates?
4: Fracture is, is um, specifically is really bad for that, which, I'm, which might be on Netflix as well, actually. If it's not any more than it certainly was at some point, which is the Gosling Hopkins Thriller. That's
2: the worst. Hopkins is that the worst?
4: accent as far as? What I'm What about
2: concerned. in? There, was it Noah's art? Was it just Noah? <laughs> just, uh, just Noah. Just
4: yeah, Noah. he eats the shit. berries.
2: So, <laughs> he eats all the
4: he, berries in he Noah. Does, he does eat all the berries in Noah. Fuck I, me. What I do love
0: him as Van Helsing in in Bram Stokes, Dracula, yep. which is, that is another really fun. Film, but that,
4: yeah. brilliantly bad huge and massive
3: i mean you would find that film next to the edge in the video shop wouldn't you like they would make for a fun double bill if you wanted to do a bit of a hoppo 90s double
4: yes that's true there's a really 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 fucking dreadful film that i wholeheartedly recommend from (laughs) 2000 the end of the end of 2015 or the beginning of 2016 called solace right and solace is a spec script that's like a it's it's for all intents and purposes, a detective thriller about a man who uses a psychic to try and solve series of murders, but it was written as a spec script for a sequel to Seven, and it was given to David Fincher, and it was called Eight. No. And Fincher,
1: <laughs> Fincher th- no. Like threw it at the wall,
4: and it was only, and then they changed the title. It was bought by someone and then made. God, like at least ten years later. It's w- honestly one of the worst things I've seen. It's such a piece of shit. I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's brilliant. Oh it's it's really what, bad. What was
2: the eighth deadliest sin?
4: Uh, <laughs> you know, it's no, oh, oh, so like I think like the, the whole I mean, eight thing. It's TV. like yeah, exactly, exactly like like psychobabble nonsense. And and it's it's spelt like it's e yeah, yeah. i g yeah, mean, but the g is an eight h yeah, t yeah. like perfect. Anyway, sorry that was what a, a great franchise. <laughs> no, <I love> it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's what I was going to say. That is Edge related. His performance in the Edge is sort of it's like a, a double-edged sword, and uh, the uh, the one of those edges is like quite a restrained thing because he's a, a reclusive sort of intellectual type, and the other side of that is Hopkins in the Bounty. And have you seen the Bounty? Yeah. So the Bounty is the it's like big. I think eighty four swashbuckler. He plays Captain Bligh. So if you if you've seen have you seen any of the trip the um the sitcom with Steve Coogan? Yeah, Steve and Coogan and Rob, Rob Bryden, Yeah, absolutely it. So, yeah. so they do. So Rob Bryden is always doing Anthony Hopkins in in uh, the Bounty, okay. and that, when he does the whole like all of that. That's that's Hopkins in in the Bounty, and we do get elements of that here. And I think that one of those specific moments we absolutely have to mention because it's one of the best cinematic moments of that decade, which, which is the extreme close-up on Hopkins' face when, <laughs> when he delivers the immortal line, I'm not going to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> heaven,
4: What is that delivery? Why was that written on a page? What is this fucking nightmare?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: David Mamet. <written.
4: laughs> yes! Can you imagine? Can you imagine?
2: There's uh, so many things in this that I just, right from the start, just ha- kind of had me on edge and... <laughs> it's the kind nice. of it's the foreshadowing of what's going to happen all the way yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first half of the film in the first half of the film you know exactly what's going to happen yeah. because it's emphasized so many times <laughs> bird strike what's that that's when birds <laughs> hit a <the> plane yeah. <laughs> how could you not how could you not know what that is and then there goes further into discussing it yeah. and if that happens we're in for real bad shit. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. So it's it. going to be bird strike at some point. It's the same with the <laughs> yeah. food. Like yeah.
4: now, the first rule with bears is never <laughs> leave food out. Like four minutes later, oh, someone's left some
2: food out yeah, here. So, oh, what's this? This is oh, this is a bear trap. Okay, yeah. what's this? <laughs> I think a bear is going to appear at some point in this film later on. Maybe
4: just at a crucial moment,
2: yeah. maybe. Yeah. Did you know you can make a compass from uh, just a needle and uh... I-, I genuinely love that yeah. stuff. Like, I really... <laughs> I think that
4: stuff is genuinely fascinating and exciting. I think it's great. Although, the way that... The sort of smug bellendry of it from all from Hopkins, Hopkins is yeah. so unpleasant. Like, <laughs> he's, it's got this, like, portentous riddle-me-this-bullshit about it every time he wants to tell them some sort of bit of faux bon mo a bit of wisdom like oh god fuck off old man <laughs> just get eaten by a bear please
3: but well, i do that adds to the cabin fever they get when they're actually out of the cabin yes. in the woods when there's yeah. just the three of them trying to survive and hopkins just keeps like telling them shut, stories shut not up. helping them no one
2: cares yeah. I, my favorite bit, that by that i mean the worst bit was when they <laughs> they got the compass and did figure out which way south is and they spend 20 minutes Come full circle back to the campfire, <laughs> and I just kind of thought, "No, that's that's just bullshit now." Because yeah. that's
0: now, No.
2: <laughs> it's, uh But it just even if you're trying to stretch out a stupid plot, and you you don't go back, you cannot come back to the same spot after going crossing a river, climbing up a mountain. I suppose not. That, you just can't do that. No, it's it, it is it's
4: frustrating. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it it's a strange. It's a strange time for cinema there was sort of there were different (laughs) types of action thrillers in the 90s like there was the massive mega budget high-end stuff your rocks and your corners and your face offs etc and then there was just sort of this sub genre of like outdoors action dramas so you've got like the edge cliffhanger the river wild Mm -hmm. stuff like that and like i think that's a that there's a little sort of golden period of like high melodrama outdoors actioners from 93 to 98 and and obviously this is a a huge part of that and I, it's definitely my age, but it's why I have such affection for it because I was a 10-year-old boy and what do you want to do when you're a fucking 10-year-old boy is watch shit like this? Yeah, and that's why my opinion is 100% coloured on this. It's <laughs> You've the- got no excuse, Sam, because you only watched it for
1: the first time last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: pre-Matrix action years, Sure, yeah. Which shaped a lot of action, well, a, just a lot of films in general hmm. after that time. And this is kind of like that slightly weird point after the kind of speeds and that kind of thing that things kind of went a bit weird
4: yeah people were still well the nice thing about that period is that people were still spending money on on real effects like you know you had your jurassic parks which have like a a good mix a, of, a lovely mix but but you know but the rest of them that you're spending money on like blowing proper things up or yeah i mean
2: the plane crash is actually quite yeah, it's great it it's the, grisly it nasty, as well
4: like yeah. it's nasty. And it, it's not. It, it's not. What I do quite like are the like, the two genuine moments of horror actually quite unpleasant. Like Har- Harold Harold Perrineau's death is like yeah, that's horrible. Harsh, yeah. He's really like oh it is fun to see them like they've just got out, made a Harold Perrineau dummy and just like thrown it <laughs> <laughs> out. Yeah. You can in see like blood.
1: straw coming out of his <laughs> <Yes>. legs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: it's nonsense but it's nasty I like this it's well it's, um, it's at
3: that time you're right like, I think you don't you you don't get films like this anymore if you get independent films now they're more like you know like very heartwarming you know dramas or whatever you don't get like action films are usually very CGI heavy or franchise mm. or whatever so this is like very old school cinema techniques that have been used for decades beforehand mm. still being used now in, in 1997 yeah. I think one of the things they did try to do was build an animatronic bear but I just imagine <laughs> yeah, it that looks so bad of, that would it was easier to train a real life bear. <laughs> I,
2: I, think the bear I think Bart of the Bear was actually, I thought it was great. Start of the show. Yeah, slightly ludicrous thing in that he was tracking these guys for, I'm, yeah. just, I'm not sure that would happen. Blood, yeah. sure. Not sure no. how much of this film would have happened. I no, think um, but Bart- that's
4: okay. We can willingly suspend our disbelief. Uh, silly camp bollocks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I uh, think one, th- one thing I was questioning myself with survival films is how long do you think you would have survived in this situation? And I kind of think I would have, I think I would have lasted quite a while. Right. I think Revenant would have, I would have died within 30 minutes flat. Yeah. I mean, pandemic.
4: I'd like to be dead for the Revenant.
2: <laughs> and and for this, actually, I, I mean, I wouldn't
4: last a second. Yeah. I'm dead. I mean, I can't do anything. I mean, I mean, literally, my hands are made for writing emails. Nothing else. They don't do anything else.
0: The moment they hit the water, that water must be so cold. It must be freezing. And, and yeah. they kept the clothes on. They kept the clothes on. I yeah. did point this out and went they can't keep their clothes on because yeah. so they're so cold and wet and once <laughs> you're just like oh okay i get it now <laughs> yeah. that's how it's
2: going to play out it. Mm-hmm.
0: it really doesn't matter does oh, it
2: yeah, it's nonsense right? cold, yeah. cold and wet they're going to pull his matches out still yeah, strike yeah, the him matches will be fine like yeah. oh, yeah. the cigarettes like yeah, yeah. the cigars
4: yeah perfect yeah i mean i think if uh, you just have to take yeah it with a pinch of salt don't you it is silly bollocks it's such silly bollocks
1: It's quite a
3: fun sort of world to be in, where it really jumps up a notch so quickly. Like the plane crash is is so like it's so full on and extreme for and has to come out of nowhere, and it really does. Um, But then later on in the film, in sort of the third act, it feels like they're in Mad Max or something, where they're now wearing the skinned bear, walking (laughs) around with spears (laughs) they fashioned themselves, and like they've come to terms with living in the woods. And I quite like. I wish Lee Tamahori put a cutaway to like someone looking at their watch, going, "Oh, they've been gone for like half a day." Yeah, <laughs> like it yeah. feels like a Simpsons kind of cut. The only way you to
2: tell how long they've been away is by the growing of the beards. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. true yes. Yeah, uh, it's quite fast beard growth on both of them. Actually, well, I don't know
3: how did, it, did we work out how long they were away for?
1: Like
0: a few hours.
3: <laughs> I, I honestly think it is a few hours. I think they've just you know how no. some people blow it out of proportion. We do we get, get they we do.
0: Have one night time. There's
3: at least two nights, isn't it? Yeah,
4: there? I think it's two night times, so it's maybe three days. But like they've both got full beards by the end of it. I mean, the beards don't make any sense at all. <laughs> Because they're, they're, they're both, like, a little bit stubbly at the beginning. And, yeah. like, I mean, there's that's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. What a silly film.
3: Let's definitely talk about the Jerry Goldsmith score. Oh,
4: yeah, the Goldsmith score is heaven. Like One of
3: uh, the greatest composers of all time.
4: Absolutely. Uh, who also wrote the score for The River Wild as well. Yeah. What this... I think this film has elements in it that work really well because purely because of what's dictated on the page. So, like, I think Lee Tamahori's done quite a good job of... Directing the like the big silly nonsense that's on the page because it's big silly nonsense on the page and he makes that big silly nonsense into a coherent thing on screen. And it's the same thing with Jerry Goldsmith. What he gives you is like a giant silly brass theme that you can remember and that it's like constantly thrown at you from start to finish. And it's like it's all of the components are as as absurd as everything that's going on around them. I think that's why it works for me is because. It all fits together. It's not like there's, it's not, it's not like tonally, wildly different. It's not like, yeah, it's not like people are trying to make a different film. I think there's like some cohesion, Hmm. but cohesion on something that is utter nonsense.
3: I think Jerry enjoys this though, because he does action movies and he can really like ramp up. I mean, I think as a composer, if you're given this film, a film like The Edge, which is so silly and over the top. Yeah, all oh, right, you can p- p- pull out all your toys yeah. and you can do every trick in the book on something like this. Yeah. In the, the thing score. that Lee Tamahori sent, he did say that during the edit, he felt like they were in trouble at times because he didn't feel the film was scary enough. Mm. And he would tell this to Jerry Goldsmith and Jerry would say to him, <laughs> don't worry, Lee, that's my job. <laughs>
1: and and they created a lot Jerry, of the, the
3: tension apparently through his, through his score. And, uh, and he also told us that the sound of the bear is created for a battery of French horns is that so mm. why not just use mm. a bear yeah because bear sounds um, not scary enough maybe because well, but... people are so used to bear sounding like a battery of french horns right, if you play an authentic enough. bear sound it won't sound like yeah, a bear anymore. it'll sound like alec baldwin yes
2: <laughs> i don't think i I don't think i noticed i don't think i registered the score in this no i, I was
0: just thinking oh guys oh, what can i remember
3: yeah no. It's a solid Spotify recommendation. It's for mega. So I probably could put this on a much better film will. and it it's would, it would no, really sink in. <laughs> I
4: think it's cracking work, but yeah, it's mega. It's big.
2: So I think
3: popcorn time, guys.
4: I would love some popcorn. Yeah. Thank you.
3: A perfect popcorn movie as well.
4: I agree. <laughs> when, when, when you screened this at, where was it? Clapham. Last year we ate. I ate a lot of popcorn so yeah. One
0: of those kind of at the end of the screening, there's just like popcorn everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Bits of
3: limb. Yeah, <laughs> bits of an bear. Old bear?
0: <laughs> this
4: popcorn is delicious. Mm.
0: So this is from the popcorn shed, which you can actually buy in Picturehouse Cinemas. They're one of the stockest we believe. Excellent. So um, you can so find it's them come full there. circle. <laughs>
2: just like going back to a dead campfire. What you left two days before? <laughs> they had no idea you were coming back to it until you literally. No, that's that. It's, that just made me angry. Yeah, it's nonsense. Don't
0: <laughs> don't taint the popcorn with...
2: <laughs> <laughs> with, the like, of, with. With images of the edge.
3: If they just gave Bart the bear some popcorn, shared popcorn though, like they would yeah. all still be alive. Yeah, Could it have be Could really have genuinely happy They'd probably be yeah. able to ride him back to civilization. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the front. There's a secret family recipe.
0: It is secret, but all What's the ingredients the are on the back, so mm. it's not so secret the anymore. The
4: secret is it comes in a small cardboard share.
0: This is it. Yeah.
4: Oh,
2: it's cute. It's cute yeah. packaging. So this is the rich, rich chocolate flavour, I think, is uh, what we're testifying now. It testifying certainly is. Tasting so very the,
0: rich. The, impor- the question is really important. Are you sweet or salty when oh, it comes to your popcorn? I
4: am one of those disgusting mix people. <laughs> i asked them to do 50 what do they
2: what do they say when you go to the talent so break, can you do 50 50 can i do 50
4: 50 and almost always people say which do you want on top mm. which oh. is so considerate an important question so considerate I've never thought of that before. i definitely want to start with the salt as my main course <laughs> then i'll move on to my pudding <laughs> during the climactic battle thank you very much um
3: yeah, it happens a, a lot, I think. Like, I think that's quite a popular uh, uh, opinion and a correct opinion yeah. as well.
4: <laughs> I bet there are people who ask for, like, a 25-25-25-25 split. Can you imagine? Imagine being that ballsy.
2: <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't do that. No, I don't have the mix, but I would enjoy asking for that. Sure. If I was that kind of person. Give me 15, 30, <laughs> 10. Then I'd get my calculator out to work out what percentage <laughs> is left. <laughs> Is that seventeen point five? And the rest of the week, thanks very yeah, much. Thanks. Sorry to
4: for ruining your life.
0: You make it really fun. You can then like throw a bag of monster munch in, mm. and then maybe some minstrels as well. Nice. The ultimate.
4: Yeah. F- maybe some like, because I imagine that, given some movement as a film such as The Edge might cause you to do so, that those minstrels may end up sinking. You could even like stick some flumps in there because flumps aren't <laughs> <Yeah>. going to sink. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things that won't sink. Marshmallows. Anything well,
2: mallowy. Flumps oh, flimso- are marshmallows, aren't they?
4: Quavers, yeah. maybe. Quavers. Quavers isn't
3: there? Ooh, uh, speaking of, nice. of snacks, I actually bought snacks for the group because oh, we're talking God's about sake. the edge. Oh, God. This is it's the perfect a... snack, which oh. I should have done at the screening. <laughs> I bought pom bears. <laughs> I love pom Why bears. Why didn't they do a, a, a tie in, a sponsorship I'll of pom bears? i tell you what I love about pom bears gluten free. <laughs> right.
1: right.
2: Can you imagine? And still tasty. I love the way it says on the packaging. Products shown larger than actual size. Yeah,
3: they're not yeah. as big as Is Bart the bear? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's crack these open and uh, head into the score, shall we? That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant I'm, to bring it out earlier
3: on. I love kind of the so much.
4: <laughs> I really do. Some of my favourite crisps. Have
3: a have a pom. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks,
4: mate.
0: I've not had a bag of these in a long time. Yeah. Fucking wonderful. Yeah,
4: I'm going to open a bag of palm bears. Quite
3: well. We so, could eat the palm bears yeah, how Bart the Bear eats Harold Perrin. <laughs> 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 Poor
1: old Harold.
3: Sorry, I might get
2: a bit crunchy now. <laughs> we'll be careful. But, uh, terrible for podcasting and Really bad. <laughs> how do you
4: bring crisps to a cinema related to the... anything or a film related to anything?
2: <laughs> yeah, this is well. Against the uh, code of entertainment, yeah. code of conduct, isn't it? Yeah,
4: it's uh, it's uh, it's a black mark on the on the register there.
2: <laughs> right, so let's go into the scoring. So, Sam, you chose the edge.
3: Sorry, everyone. Um, I was
0: enjoying the pom a little bit it. too much. So the first up recommendability so how likely are you to recommend this to anyone (laughs) genuinely
3: not to troll everybody but like i would recommend this film as a five out of five like there's no No, uh, that's that's too high yeah if you're you're already paying for netflix and you're subscribing this film is already in your house i think you owe it to lee tamahori who hasn't really worked since imagine (laughs) uh, how much you would recommend this film
4: if like you came home like half cut and it was midnight and you weren't ready to go to bed yet and you were like Do you want to see some stupid shit yes me too let's
3: watch the edge that's five yeah i think it genuinely is is a, is a lot of fun and the fact that you know like you're not you don't have to do too much to get to it you have to just type in probably the and then the letter e and then it'll appear on your netflix or you could just like go back to your search for all of the anthony hopkins films on netflix it's probably one of the better ones. <laughs>
4: Okay, Simon. I'm going to so next year I will have been watching this film for 20 years and oh my lord. I cannot I mean the thing about recommendability is that I wouldn't be able to recommend it to a full spread of people. So that brings it down a notch. It's a specific target market for the for the recommending, but I do know people who do and would like this film as much as I do, so I think I'm gonna go for like three point six sure. feels good to me like a like a yeah, some people are gonna get it, and it's definitely not one that I'm gonna recommend that my family watch on Boxing Day <laughs> but yeah, three point six Helen
0: this film is terrible <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it, it's, it's really bad. I mean, the fact that it's played so seriously all the way through as well without even... Bear's a hint of What is that? ...knowing this from anyone. <laughs> and it is nearly two hours long as well. Mm-hmm. So that is going against it. But... <laughs> I mean, is there a but? <laughs> I don't know who I would recommend it to yes. that I know that they would thank me or still be friends with me <laughs> at all but you know i'm going to give it a 2 because Fair enough i think you fought <laughs> hard for it and yeah. you've been watching it for a long time i've been watching
4: it for a long time it's
0: uh, that's commitment uh, yeah
4: it's something else
0: beyond the cause
4: yeah
2: i'm going to give it a 3 i think the are there are people hate me for recommending it to them other people love me for recommending it to them i think it's like you said that, that spread of people isn't Far and wide, but whoever watches it, they'll know it's they'll know it's po-faced, and they'll know what it's they'll yeah they'll enjoy it for what it is, and I think those people will take it on board. So, yeah, three that makes sense.
3: I think the best way to recommend this film, and it does kind of go <laughs> against the whole podcast, recommending um, with caveats. But yeah. um, if you bought this for someone in a shop. And you actually put it in a sleeve for The Revenant. And you get wrapped up, you gave it to them for their birthday or whatever. And then when they got home, they're like, God, I can't watch The Revenant. And then uh, they actually open up and they see it's a disc for The Edge.
4: That would They will be so grateful. That would be my favorite birthday present.
0: <laughs> or they, they put it on or watch it all the way through and go, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was yeah. meant to be in this.
4: Oh, well,
3: never mind. They've missed nothing. They've watched a much better film. But they've been as excited as they would be for watching The Revenant.
2: <laughs> Stupid Revenant. <laughs> Repeat viewing score,
3: Sam. I mean, so yeah, I, I've watched this three times in the last year, and I can't wait to watch it again. I, I think it's so <laughs> much fun. Like this is kind of so my Netflix list is mainly like very worthy films that I should have watched, but films that have been on there since I've had Netflix for about five years now, yeah. and then films that I actually watched like this which aren't on my list, but I know exactly where they are anyway. They don't need to be on the list. The list is for like when people come over, they could see how sophisticated I am. (laughs) But when they leave, I'll pop the edge on. I really love watching films like this. Like, this is my go. If anything, Netflix doesn't have enough like 90s action movies. On sure. It. And, and and yeah, and I love that this is still on there and, mm. and hopefully it will forever be on Netflix. Yeah. What's your score? <laughs> I don't want to keep giving it a five. I think it's a four. Like, because I'd, I'd be like, I've only watched it three times in the last year. I've watched loads of other films, but I would look forward to, to repeat viewing again. And I would love to watch it with people who maybe haven't seen it before to see their reactions. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea.
4: Can I ask a question about the repeat viewing category? Sure. Obviously I've re- I've repeat this viewed this film a lot. But is this so am I saying is my score like the potential repeat viewing value for other people or like because my own repeat viewing is is endless for this film? That's that's just, just, That's is that up to me?
3: Yeah, do You enjoy do you, it every time yeah. you repeat view it. Yeah, I fucking love it. Sounds like a five. <sighs>
0: it's it's yeah. got to get some points from somewhere. This is not going to get the points <laughs> here. <laughs>
2: Helen is not
4: going to get this point. It's one. It's one of my most watched films. Yeah, and so, you're going to continue watching. Yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's five. It has to be. Yeah, <laughs> bam. <laughs> Smash.
3: What do you notice the Jerry Goldsmith score? It's worth rewatching oh, it just God. for that. Just for the like the hour pleasures. <laughs> you could leave the oh, room. It's just put the volume up pretty it's, loud.
2: It's a fucking loud film. <laughs> Helen.
0: I'm not gonna watch this again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even though I am enamoured with your enthusiasm and commitment <laughs> to bring in the edge to as many people as possible. And I you know I have bad films that I really enjoy or yeah, of you course. know, trashy films,
2: but this is not one of them. Yeah. So
0: None, no points.
2: Zero. It's driven you to the edge. I'm going to give it a one and a half. I can't see myself watching it. And this era, if I'm looking at this era kind of action films, I would veer towards things like Kickboxer and stuff like that, that kind of action film, not uh, the survivalist type of stuff. Sure. Jean-Claude Van Damme bullshit. Yeah. uh, Which is on equal levels of bullshit as this, but... Fair enough. You won't go yeah. for
1: the David Mamet portion. No. That's fair enough. <laughs> it's a bit too high God, I Can't believe
3: that it's Mamet. God, that's funny. Small screen score. I mean, does it, it? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it doesn't look very good. <laughs> so when we watched it at the cinema, whilst it was really fun oh, to no, have twenty you, people kind of like calling it and heckling it, <laughs> like it wasn't. Yeah, it was it? It does look a bit ugly, and well, I think they watched it on. It wasn't a DCP. No, it was a Blu-ray. There was no. We tried to, to secure a thirty-five mm print of this. I think they'd <laughs> burned have been by Bart the Bear, <laughs> so we uh, we had to screen it from a from a Blu-ray. So yeah. not obviously not the best, but there is a Blu-ray of it. But I think the the HD transfer is not very good. So it is a bit yeah. of a muddy looking film. I don't know yeah. if you guys thought that. Like you probably didn't like it, so you probably thought it was terrible. <laughs> but but it, it it probably looked a lot better when it was first released. I don't think yeah. anyone's done a Criterion Collection style restoration on sure. this yet, no yet. Day. so yeah so so actually it was fine watching it at home because it, if anything it sort of hides some of the imperfections of it <laughs> um like a, yeah four on the small screen it's a lovely hd transfer on netflix and it looks just as good as the the blu-ray we, we screened from but yeah the blu-ray the, the big screen is unforgiving so uh yeah watch it on your phone
4: <laughs> <laughs> Simon, for me the small screen score i mean like yeah there, there's some silly you know running jumping climbing trees i will go for like a middle of the road i'm glad to have seen it in the cinema and i thank you for the opportunity but i'm probably going to go for like a middle of the road like 3.8 helen
0: i'm gonna give it a three um you don't need to see this in the cinema no although i mean i think the action secret with the uh with the plane was that was pretty good actually yeah i mean it was all right it was all right It's yeah what <laughs> Yeah, it's. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's you just have to watch it, really. I mean, the bear's great. I mean, yeah. the bear could have been really, really awful.
3: but Yeah, it's nice to have a real bear. Yeah. It's a treat. And this is it's Bart the Bear's famous. last film, I think. Oh, he buzz. was like 21 years old and he died when he was 23. And oh. there's a really lovely, at the very end, if you made it to the very end credits, there's a really lovely message. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like a dedication. We, uh, with special thanks to Bart the Bear and his keeper... John Keeper or someone Uh, it's just so nice because he's a proper stage bear he'd been in loads of movies the White Fang film in the 90s and like like he was a proper trained bear and he was actually wasn't used to being outdoors so whilst they filmed this film really really outdoors Mm. there were certain things Bart the Bear wouldn't do like he wouldn't go in the river because it had such rough stones he didn't like them on his soft, gentle paws. So they had to put padding in the river, oh, which wow. is in the film. If you watch the film on a small screen or a big screen and freeze frame when he's in the river, you can see he's walking on some foam padding Oh bless to him. go in the water. What a lovely
4: bear that they gored to death. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that death scene actually for the bear is actually fucking hilarious because Anthony Hopkins is just there lying underneath it. It looked like they're having a yeah, lovely hug. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's, so it's delightful. A, oh, what time is it there? We need to get up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Takes the poor off him. Yeah, it takes yeah. the poor off him. No problems. <laughs> I think um, a lovely little cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's no need to see this in the cinema. Sure. So that's That gives it a small screen score. I didn't take any notice of the Jerry Gold of the score. So maybe that might give it a leaning towards the cinema, sure. some, some way, shape, or form. But I think, yeah, I'm going to give it a four because I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah, on a small screen, engagement score.
3: And how how is engagement defined? Like, so, yeah. So it's kind of like how how
2: involved you were in the film. Where the, you know, if it's on, you feel the need to watch all the way through. But also the kind of a factor of Getting your are phone you phone out? Yeah, you're checking your phone or yeah
3: so I guess because this is a fun film this is a fun film to watch and a fun film to watch other people it's sort of a fun film to kind of shout at the screen a yes, bit and to, to sort of like talk about so like I don't know is that in more engagement or less engagement oh, if you see. feel the need to be like look you can no, see the foam in the riverbed more en- that's more uh, engagement because I mean, you're more engaging, engaging yeah. with the film yeah. and yeah. oh, oh, you're
0: engaging other people with it yes, as well yes exactly
3: <laughs> that's more engagement so you get multipliers for bringing more people into yeah. it Yeah. I mean then I think it's like a 10 for engagement because <laughs> 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 it really is fun to it's fun to watch Like you know, and respects the cinema code of conduct, but it is also fun to watch at home. That's the
2: cinema code of conduct, isn't it? So, it's true. home code of conduct. I think the home
3: it sort of lends itself more to maybe watching at home with some pals who don't mind maybe hearing, not hearing one of the many mentions of Charles <laughs> in, I agree. in exchange like for some like a very lols. dangerous drinking game. That, that is, you would oh, just you die, wouldn't you? good, yeah. We did a lot of, 10 years ago,
4: we did a lot of film drinking games. I'm surprised that we didn't do The Edge. Should have. I can't believe I we waited until The Revenant to
2: still, show it to me. We're in our 30s, Watch but it it's still time. <laughs> 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 it so uh, what drink could you have, though? Uh, and not die whilst watching it. if you're playing the Charles version of this I G-K. mean yeah. yeah I mean God Schleur? Yeah, <laughs> a shot of Schler every
3: just, time I'll still be diabetic yeah. like coma <laughs> Jeez. if you wanted to be in keeping and like maybe have like a bit of a like a secret cinema kind of event around it I guess maybe something that you might find in this part of the world or that the characters might drink like Charles feels like a whiskey man yeah. although yeah. you would die if you drank that much whiskey well did you drink
4: whiskey or whatever it is in that bottle at the end the cabinet yeah. the, end. Oh, the magic cabinet the, ma- the yes. brown bottle M- moonshine yeah. mm. maybe it's moonshine yeah sure <laughs> I think something really rough <laughs> we'll do 146 shots of moonshine <laughs> you'll die uh, i
3: think that's a five for engagement yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
4: yeah i'm sort of inclined to agree yeah i really am inclined to agree 100 percent. okay i think it's a really fun film to engage with regardless of quality and i think it's it just gets better the more people you watch it with like me and chris fulton watched it so many times together on our own at chris Fulton, but yeah (laughs) yeah but i uh but i've also seen it with multiple other people and it's fun to throw stuff at the screen and shout at it and talk over it so that's another five for me
2: helen
0: (laughs) i mean i can only give an honest score no
2: of course of course
0: I gave it a two. Oh, I know. Like, I got some good emails sent out, though. <laughs> <laughs> I caught up on it. It's
4: very nice a... to get some stuff ticked off the list. I
0: mean, there are moments in it that are fun, but it. God, it's two hours. It you know, a, if, it if a it's long... a good 90 minutes, then it might just be I a agree. little bit more fun. But yeah, it just pushes it a little bit.
2: Yeah, because that bit, like you said, when the, once the bear dies, it's still half an hour left 35 to go, minutes. Which is... yeah. yeah,
4: you can wrap up the Baldwin rug pull in less than 35 minutes, yeah. but it does uh, it does take its time a little bit,
2: yeah. And I think Charles is very kind on Baldwin. Too. He is. He could have just left him in that bear pit. There's
4: a lovely line that he has in the third act where Charles, Charles says, um, you know, I might, uh, I might stay out here for a while. And you think, oh, God, please, please just live here. Like, throw off, like, maybe that's the... That's the message of this film. Maybe yeah. it's going to be like a great, like, anti-capitalist, like, let's all throw our money away and go live on a farm in the middle of nowhere thing. But then it doesn't do that. It's a cop-out. Bad one. But I wish he had. If only he'd stayed. He could have <laughs> met some other better friends.
2: I'm going to say three for engagement score here. I, as soon as I kind of twigged these Chekhov gun things going off left, right, center, <laughs> I was just kind of waiting like, with bated breath to yeah. work out when they were when they were going to occur and i was i was i thought the bear you know i thought full disclosure i thought the bear was going to die in a bear trap right so i i often i actually thought oh no they, don't, they didn't pull the trigger on that one did they yeah and of course yeah alec baldwin into a bear trap which is which is great
4: that is really fun because the
2: bear trap came in a few times it was in the book mm-hmm. and yeah and then it was outside the native american indians house and he was, was studying that really well wasn't mm-hmm. he and ah,
4: He's very lucky that it just goes... Of of all of the spikes in that hole, he's really (laughs) lucky just to
2: get one through the leg.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Lucky, lucky, and also relevant
2: for the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Ties it up in a nice little bow. Mm -hmm. So three, which gives an overall score of 3.37... Which
3: I think is more that's
0: than fair. quite impressive, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think everybody involved in this film would be very happy to hear that score. I yeah. think they,
2: w- I think they'd be very surprised <laughs> and
3: very pleased. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think that people, people who do like this film, like it a lot, and and that's great.
3: But like when we did the the screening of it as well like it was we didn't get much uh, Twitter interaction or emails but we did get a few from people who were very excited that it was on and I That's think they true. were just sort of pleased that someone else had remembered oh. this <laughs> it's a niche pleasure but I, I do hope one day that the revenant will go on Netflix and that will get lots and lots of traffic and then Netflix will start serving up the edge yeah. to, uh, to people it's it's a algorithms.
2: yeah absolutely we've suggested this because you liked also the revenant. <laughs> so yeah we reached out to the guys on twitter uh yeah, we're just gonna find gonna fire up their their reviews but we did get we did get quite a few reviews through which i'm always surprised that when it's kind of a smaller film so it's it's good to see that people are enjoying these things so the edge so skip to the end say really underrated movie and the two leads are so good one of the best survival movies around four stars from me Skip wow. to the end podcasts. That's
4: massive. Yeah. One so. of the be- I mean, it's not one of the best survival movies. I mean well and
0: the two leads are really good. Are so, at are what? so good. They're at- mm, they are no.
4: they're, they're definitely on screen. They're really,
2: really there.
0: And they have good beards.
2: Yeah, yeah Eventually. Yeah. It happens. After two and a half hours. A yeah. yeah. Steve, everything I learned from film podcasts says four stars. I haven't seen it in a while, but love it. There you go. Yes, uh, Steve. Well Steve, yes, Steve, Steve watch
0: it again and let us know if you still feel that way.
2: <laughs> John Lunny says Bear, Beards, Baldwin. Three stars. Yeah. Succinct to the point. That makes sense. <laughs> Barely ready. I don't know if what that is, but uh, obviously playing another bear. Probably just, just
0: probably just a bear. Bear relating <laughs> up a bear relating <laughs> <exactly>. bear Twitter bot. <laughs> <pod. laughs>
2: and just simply says, or as I like to call it, a prequel to the grey, which yeah, sure.
3: good double bill. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sam Pei, who is previously off this podcast yes. and you guys, have been in your, you've been in their podcast yes. as well from Song by Song, says five stars <laughs> and quotes a couple of lines oh, from the yeah. film. So <laughs> a couple of stellar lines. What one man can do, another can do. Oh, heaven. Uh, and also, what a joy to see Hopkins say, I'm going to kill the motherfucker. She's <laughs>
4: sort of a misquote because he says, I'm going to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> it's just all syllables.
2: So people are loving this film. And Clearly. Think, yeah. And I think it's one. I think it depends on when you're kind of caught in your life. Exactly. And it's one of I think things, all of it?
4: these guys are people that watched it in the mid-90s and they're like,
2: lol the past. Yeah, <laughs> lol the past. Awesome source. Awesome source.
0: So yeah, I mean, I think... I think that's, we're going to call time on the edge. Absolutely, but yeah. Before we go, please remind us where we can uh, find you elsewhere.
4: So my name is uh, Simon Renshaw and I am the co-host of the Picture House podcast with Sam. And you can find me on Twitter at Cy Renshaw
3: and i'm on twitter at sam and you can listen to our voices more of our voices talking about new films and very little of the edge i don't think we've ever really talked about the edge on the picture no, we must have
4: done when the revenant came out maybe
3: a little bit no because i haven't seen it then though oh, i might have mentioned it right, well maybe, well, maybe. Mm. Uh, you can go back and find out whether or we not <laughs> <laughs> we did that uh, on the pitch house podcast which you can find on itunes and on soundcloud and on all of those other podcatchery devicey things and uh, and yeah it'd be lovely to lovely to hear from you guys I fantastic
2: thanks a lot for your time guys it's been super fun absolute pleasure <laughs> yeah. thank you very much
3: thank Cheers. you so much for watching the edge
2: Hooray. Bye. 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 okay guys so that was the edge as chosen by the guys at pitch houses podcast that's sam and simon so please do check in with them we've got all the details to show notes for to get in contact with them on twitter and on facebook and please do let us know that we sent you there please don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. And of course, we want to big up Tony and Jay and also Greg, our editors from GL Productions. Of course, please big up Mighty People for the tunes you can hear now. And at the start of the podcast, find us on Twitter at Pod, and visit our website, flitswatcher.tv.